The Hayes vision, Maguire, it's free. Like, we have this aerial view of everything that's happening. I know, so but it's Hayes not like, yeah, it's like not, he, he knows he's free. not passing the ball to Rio Ferdinand. I, right? I, I he knows he's in front of into this. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thursday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, Ulster confirmed the players who will be leaving the province at the end of this season with several due to start in their URC quarterfinal with Connacht. Munster coach Dennis Leamy gives an update on their potential recruitment this summer. Plus, we hear from London Irish director of rugby Declan Kidney as Exiles players continue to wait for their April salaries. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. First up today, Ulster have confirmed the names of 10 players that will definitely be leaving the province at the end of this season. Half of them were no surprise, with Jordy Murphy announcing his retirement recently and Craig Gilroy is heading for Pastures New. Rob Little, Declan Moore and Frank Bradshaw-Ryan were also known to be leaving prior to today. The impending arrival of Dave Ewers from Exeter strongly suggested that Dwayne Vermeulen was in the twilight of his Ulster career and so it has come to pass. The World Cup winner joined from the Vodacom Bulls two years ago and has not given any indication regarding his post-World Cup intentions. It seems as if he could well be retiring. Despite a string of impressive performances around the middle of this season, prop Jeff Tumaga Allen will also leave Ulster at the end of the campaign. Front rower Gareth Milosinovic is also on his way out, as is former Wallabies lock Sam Carter. Having only joined on a short-term deal earlier this season due to the collapse of the Worcester Warriors, Scotland prop Rory Sutherland is also heading for the Kingspan Stadium exit. One name not among those departing is Ian Henderson, who's out of contract after the World Cup and has attracted the interest of Toulouse in France. Despite all of that, three of those players will start tomorrow night's URC quarter-final with Connacht at Kingspan Stadium. Sutherland and Jeff Tumaga Allen in the front row and Vermeulen at number eight. A further quartet of Milosinovic, Carter, Murphy and Gilroy will be on the bench there. So that Ulster team in full has Mike Larry at full back. Rob Balakoon is on one wing. Jacob Stockdale earns his 100th cap on the other. James Hume and Stuart McCloskey are in the centre. Then it's the halfback partnership of Billy Burns and John Cooney. In the front row, it's Sutherland, Rob Herring, Jeff Tumaga Allen. Alan O'Connor captains the team in the second row where he's partnered by Kieran Treadwell. Dave McCann starts at blindside flanker. Nick Timoney on the open. And the aforementioned Dwayne Vermeulen starts at number eight. Now to Connacht, who welcome back Mac Hansen and Bundiaki after respective illnesses. Both players missed the final round defeat away to Glasgow. Hansen replaces Byron Ralston, while Cahill Ford misses out entirely, with Aki returning. In the front row, the vastly experienced Dave Heffernan is in at hooker for Dylan Tierney Martin. Seamus Hurley Langton comes in at blindside, with Josh Murphy switching to the second row and Ushin Dowling dropping to the bench. Connacht Director of Rugby Andy Friend believes the pressure will all be on Ulster tomorrow night. Yeah, I think there's probably more pressure on them than there is on us. They're at home. Yeah, they finished second on the ladder. We finished seventh on the ladder. They've beaten us twice already this season. So there's probably a, a weight of expectation sitting up there with their fans and, and probably with them thinking this is another chance for us to win. Whereas we're going up there with nothing really to lose, um, everything to gain out of it. Uh, but I think most importantly, you know, the way that our game's built uh, during the course of the season, I know we've got elements of our game in both attack and defence, which which can cause some problems. So, but we've got to make sure we deliver that, and that's the most important thing. You know, we, we no point talking about that. We've got to make sure on the night, on Friday night, uh, seven thirty-five, from seven thirty-five until about nine thirty, we've got to make sure that we're on task and we're getting our detail right. And I think if we can do that, we will cause them some issues. 
and Friend says discipline is likely to be key to his side coming away from Belfast with a result. Well, I think it's about making the players aware of of what gives them access into the game and that's certainly previous times that we've played them, that's given them access into the game. At the same time, you can't you can't go out there tentative because you go into a quarterfinal and you're tentative. Um, you're not coming out the right side of the ledger either. So we've just got to be smart as individuals and as a collective. We've got to be smart. We've got to trust that um, that Andy Brace and his team of four um, will, will make the right calls. And I think it's a, I'm, I'm happy with the, with the, the nomination of, of Andy as the as the man in charge and with the, with um, both Frank and, and Owen on the on the on the sides. I think it's a, it's good appointments for us. So. Um, you know, we, we've got to make sure we, we're right on the edge, but not tipping over the edge. And and when we do that, uh, we've caused some troubles in the past. And and that's our message to the players this this week: go out there and just play, but be conscious as we are of how they get access into the game, and that, that can often be through penalties. Now, to Monster, whose defence coach Dennis Leamy says the province's fans shouldn't expect any further arrivals this summer. All Black centre Alex Nankavell will arrive from the Chiefs to replace Malachi Fekatoa. Another centre, Sean O'Brien, has already been signed from Exeter. And John Ryan will return to Thelman Park after his brief stint in Super Rugby with Nankavell at the Chiefs. When asked about potential additions to those signings, Leamy said, I don't believe there is. I think right now that's what we're looking at and I'm not expecting a huge amount of changes around that. Obviously, there's financial constraints, Leamy added, and stuff like that. But to my understanding, that's where we are at the moment around recruitment. Now to London Irish, whose players and staff are still waiting for their April wages to be paid. Their director of rugby, Declan Kidney, faced the media today, updating us as best he could regarding the uncertainty at the Premiership Club. Kidney says potential new American owners would cover the outstanding salaries, but couldn't provide any concrete dates as to when that would happen, nor when the final takeover would be completed. The former Ireland and Munster coach opened his press conference with this statement this morning. I don't have any great statement, but it's just, um, i just tell you what I know, because obviously we've been in the news during the week, right? Um, and so uh, there's obviously very sensitive no- negotiations going on at the moment uh, between the owners and um, a prospective buyers, right? Okay, because payday has ended up in the middle of all that, right? Okay, that has highlighted something. I can confirm that, um, you know, uh, no employee here, players, uh, staff, is being paid as of yet, right? Okay, uh, but we have been given a lot of assurances from the prospective new ownership that uh, that that will happen over the coming uh, uh, days. So a bit like player negotiations, because of the sensitivities of them, it's very difficult to talk about them. It, you know, I wouldn't know a whole lot about it anyway, because it's between the ownership and the prospective owners. London Irish face Exeter in the Premiership this weekend, and Kidney says his players have assured him they will play. That's despite not getting paid. He's paid tribute to the professionalism of everyone with the Exiles during a trying time. Yeah, preparations are in full swing. Um, all the off all the off field staff sales, everything is going ahead. Uh, the in our training schedule, we're training Tuesday and Wednesday this week, right? Okay, today was our down day, and uh, training has taken place fully with the captains run tomorrow for what we know will be a very tough match against the European semi finalists. You know, there's a there's a lot of emotion floating around in end of season games. This one probably is even heightened even bit more. We know. We're fully aware of uh, extras players that are leaving them. They'll be looking to give them a good send-off. They'll be looking to bounce back from their uh, Heineken semi-final last Sunday. But for us as well, then too, it's just as pivotal. And, and I think it shows how much the team 
uh, means to uh, the players and the supporters, or sorry, to the players and the the coaches and the physios and everybody and the on-field staff and the off-field staff have been absolutely magnificent in the way that they've worked through all this. Right, okay, we're not the first company to have delayed payments right in terms of our salaries, but we can only control what we can control and, and we've worked steadfastly towards that. But all those preparations have gone ahead. I saw some headlines yesterday, but as far as we're concerned, we are ploughing ahead towards the match on Saturday. Former All Blacks head coach John Mitchell has been appointed in the same role for the England women's team. Simon Middleton stepped down from the position following their Grand Slam win last month. Mitchell, who led the All Blacks to a World Cup semi-final in 2003, will start in the role after this year's Men's World Cup, where he'll be working as a defence coach for Japan. He previously been working with the RFU under Eddie Jones before his departure. Finally, England hooker Luke Cowan-Dickey's move to Montpellier looks to be back on. The transfer was in danger of collapse after the 29-year-old missed the second part of his medical last month when a night on the town after part one landed him in a drunk tank for the night. But reports from France say Cowan-Dickey was back in Montpellier this morning to complete that medical. He's expected to sign a two-year contract with the top Couture side with the option of a third. His Exeter teammates Sam Simmons and Harry Williams have already confirmed moves to Montpellier. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all of our latest rugby podcasts. First, my name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow.